Gina Della from Pella. Choose five years no interest and five months no first payment or 10-year 2.99 APR financing. Ends August 31st. Set your free consultation today at PellaWI.com slash radio or 855-PELLA-WI. Live from the WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Studios at State Fair Park, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 855-616-1620. And now, here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, broadcasting live from the Wisconsin State Fair. Let's get right to it. The big news announcement today comes from Summerfest. Summerfest, which, of course, has has moved to the fall this year over three weekends, um, announcing this morning their new policy with regard to admission, both to Summerfest proper and to some of the pre-Summerfest concerts as well. In essence, people over the age of 12 will be required to be vaccinated, have proof of vaccination, or have proof that 72 hours or less before the event they had tested uh uh, they had a test that came back not positive. They tested negative for COVID-19. We're now joined by Summerfest CEO Don Smiley to talk about this. Don, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you? I am well, sir. Okay, let, let's talk about this. What was the thinking? Why did Summerfest do this today? Okay, but before we get there, can we just make one small correction? Summerfest is still held in the summer, not the fall. I just just wanted to point that out. Um, Okay, I stand corrected. Three three weekends, consecutive weekends in early September. Fair enough. Okay. So thank you. Okay. Um, The decision really was rooted in three different disciplines, health, safety, and business. And when when you look and see where the music industry is going and what festivals and concerts are doing and artists um are demanding in 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 a lot of cases uh this was a decision that we didn't take lightly of course and we knew that some people wouldn't agree with it and some people would agree with it so we looked at the, the health and the safety part of it is 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 pretty obvious to us and then we looked at it from a business standpoint and Given the disastrous year we had in 2020 where we lost 99% of our revenue, we just couldn't be in a position to lose a headliner or headliners, plural, because we aren't going along with their particular protocols. So it was it was a situation where the industry is going in, definitely going in a certain direction. If you'll take the concert in New York, uh, I think it's August 21st, with the uh, mega lineup that they have, I mean, there's not even an option for testing. You must be vaccinated on the Great Lawn at Central Park. Uh, the same goes for Lollapalooza. Bonnaroo just announced the same exact same policy as ours. Uh, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival moved from the fall to the spring. So it's not like we're blazing new territory here. However, we, we were the first ones out with it. And, it. and, again, it was rooted in three different disciplines, health, safety, and business. I might just say this regarding bands and content. If you look at a baseball team, 25 players are going to dress each and every day or night. If COVID runs through that team and knocks five players off the roster for for COVID protocols. You can bet your bottom dollar that five other players are going to be dressed that day or night, and they're going to call them up from AAA or AA, but they're going to have 25 players. 
sometimes 24 in a weird situation where they might be short a pitcher. Um, in, in our business, it's not like we can have Maroon 5 2.0. If Maroon 5, and I only use them as by way of example, there's plenty of other bands I could, I could cite. Mm-hmm. There, there is no 2.0. There is, there is no one else to fill that hole. In other words, we're not going to have a fully dressed roster that evening. So it really comes down to business and, and health and safety first, but business after that, given the year that we had last year. Let's let's talk about business for a moment. What do you anticipate the effect of on attendance is going to be? For for example, sure. if you look at the numbers statistically, I mean, I understand Summerfest is generational. You get people from all different age groups that come, but I would imagine some of your largest attendees are, are teenagers and people in their twenties and thirties, which statistically tend to be the the lowest group, at least percentage wise, who have had vaccinations. Do you think this is going to have a negative impact on people on attendance? Well, yeah, sure. It's a great question, Jeff. And if you look at the video from Lollapalooza. I mean, that demographic that you're speaking about, I mean, was just streaming through the gates at Lala. So, to to be totally honest with you, we don't know. We we know that we know that there's going to be people that say, well, you know what, I'm not going to go. And there's and and we've been flooded with emails and and comments on social media today that said, hey, look, that's a great decision. I feel more comfortable now. I'm going to go. So to answer your question, I have no clue what the math is at the end of the day, but I will guarantee you this: I I would prefer to lose a little bit in attendance to make sure that people know that we've done everything that we could possibly do from a, from a reasonableness standard to, A, make it safe and healthy here, and, B, protect our business, because this is a business. And, and when you have a year like you had in 20, I mean, it takes years to recover from that. Let's talk about one of the practical impacts. And you, you brought up Lollapalooza. I was I was looking at some of the film as well, and it, it looked to me like there were a lot of people pouring through the gates who were, were waving pieces of paper that may or may not have been vaccination cards and things like that. From from a, a practical standpoint, have you guys worked out yet how you're going to be able to to check to make sure that everybody really sure. does have the the appropriate information? Sure. Well, working the best we can, um, all of our people will be trained at the gates. Uh, we'll move them as quickly as possible. I would strongly urge that people come early so they don't get caught up in a crowd and, 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 and have to wait in line. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, if someone's going to scam the, the process, I suppose you could figure that out. Um, we're doing our best. Um, we will continue to do our best to make sure that that you know this just this this just isn't for optics, but we're mm-hmm. but we're really making an effort to do the right thing. Now this this policy goes into effect for for your August thirteenth event, right? That it's that's where it starts. Little Big Town and the Bodines. That's correct. Yeah. For and I I, I, re, I ask you this, Don, because I'm getting a number of texts for. People who 
have have already purchased tickets for some of these events who for whatever reason have made the decision that they that they don't want to comply with this is there going to be a refund policy that that's available or will be announced at some point in time Yes, sir. There will be, and and it's really a Ticketmaster policy, and we've 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 had numerous conversations with Ticketmaster. You have to understand that this is going to go on throughout the country, so Ticketmaster is somewhat in, inundated at this point in time. So mm-hmm. we will announce some sort of policy, some window of time, in which you can get a refund if if you choose not to go. We we hope that the opposite actually works out where people now say oh well that's a different story now i'll buy a ticket and go and we've seen that with other festivals Mm -hmm. and other concerts where people have let their tickets go and they and they immediately get snapped up by someone else because of the policy but to answer your question yes there will be some sort of policy but some of it is out of our control because it's a ticket master uh function it's all on a ticket master server Got it. Um, so let, let's go back to kind of where we started. While, while this is obviously something that the Summerfest is doing, you anticipate that this is, in one shape or another, going to be an industry an industry standard for at least the foreseeable future caused by the, the promoters and the, the bands and things of the like. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, for... For children under 12 who cannot be vaccinated, my, my understanding is that they will be required to wear masks when they come onto the grounds? That's, that's correct. I mean, there's no vaccine that, that, that's approved for children under 12. And for the protection of the child, um, we're requiring a mask for children under 12. You know, let me just step back to, to where, where you were going with the industry. Um, You'll see this from coast to coast, Jeff. This is yeah. this is not going to be unique to Milwaukee in any shape or form. And you, what you will see with the artist are, are, is 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 a bouncing ball figure, if you will. One artist is going to say, well, "We don't care, you know, do it however you want to do it." And another another artist, for instance, the line of lineup of artists in New York. Um, I mean that's vaccine only. So for the I Love uh, New York uh, to, uh, concert on the Great Lawn. So um, you know it's it's really kind of it's kind of a, a moving target each and every day. But we had to get somewhere because we have to operate this business. And I mean there's no denying what's going on here. So you know we just we made the decision and and we worked in conjunction with the health department and here we are. Well, you know, to your point, Don, I'm a big fan of Jason Isbell, who's playing a rescheduled concert at the Riverside. I think it's December mm-hmm. 2nd or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and for, for him, his band, he is requiring proof um, of either the same sort of thing that you guys are, either vaccination or a negative COVID test. And that that's a, a condition. So that the bands are setting these different rules. And I understand what you're saying. You 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 have to have a rule or else you, you end up losing concerts at the last minute. Well, that's right, and and go back to the baseball analogy. I mean, they're they're, they're definitely going to have a, the the twenty four twenty five players dressed. I mean, if if um, if Luke Bryan pulls a plug at at the last moment because we don't have protocols in place, there's not another Luke Bryan to sign. I mean, it's done. It's over with. There there's no one else to sign 
at this point in time in the calendar uh, and this close to the event. So, I mean, we're really, you know, out, you know, beyond the health and safety um, standards that we talked about. This is a business decision as well, and, and we're protecting that. And I read the same article you just read about Jason Isbell, and, you know, that's an, that's an indoor facility. We're outdoors, so we feel better about that, and fans should feel better about that. And I think, I think and, and I'm not trying to sell anybody here, but they should feel better that, you know, it, it'll, it'll be, you know, offer a, a level of safetyness that if we didn't do this, there'd be question marks out there. And so this is the best that we can do. We hope people will come. We hope that, you know, we have a, Bob put together a stellar lineup, one of the best lineups in years. This is the fourth time we're booking this festival, June of 20, June, uh, September of 21, June of 21, and September of 21. So, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's been somewhat of a chess game, but... You know, Bob and his crew have done just an outstanding job. It's a great lineup, and and we hope people will come. You know, I, I ran into I, – I just, by happenstance, ran into Bob Babish on, on a driving range a couple of weeks ago, and we had exactly that conversation. You know, how, how many times you would <laughs> – you're right. Yeah. Well, well, Don, and I, I'm, I'm getting a number of texts from people who are asking – um, what I would describe as procedural questions, you know, how do you, do you need the do you need the actual card or can you have a picture of it on a phone? And, and sure. situation, what if you've been vaccinated once? I, all that's going to be, be be made clear in in later statements and things like that, right? The well, to your first question, whether you have a card or a photograph of your card on your phone, that's that's fine. And whether you have your test results on a piece of paper or on your phone, that's fine as well. We do want to have a conversation with the health department about, about the, or excuse me, regarding the efficacy of one shot of a certain company's um, vaccine right. versus one shot of another company's vaccine, and and compare those two and see what kind of direction or advice the health department can give us on that. So there's there's more to come, but generally speaking. It's a vaccinated person who has their card or a photograph of their card or a negative test within 72 hours. Got it. Um, and, and for other stuff, just simply stay tuned. Don Smiley, thanks so much for taking some time this afternoon. I know it's. I know you are going to be very glad when Summerfest 2021 kicks off in September, still the summer of, of this year. Right? And you do have a great lineup. <laughs> It's it's going to be great, Jeff, and 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 we 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 see you here broadcasting from here, and we appreciate it. I would advise that you 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 put yourself on some type of limit for those cream puffs. Yeah, yes, sir. I, I I will do that, Don. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Okay, Jeff. Sure. That, that, that's Don Smiley. That is the explanation for the decision. And look, I I, I understand. I'm getting swamped with text. I know some people. Are, are unhappy about it. Some people have questions about the, the particulars, again, some of the procedural sort of stuff. That that will all be sorted out. I, I do think, you know, one of the things to emphasize is that, you know, uh, this is this is a national phenomena that is that is going on. A lot of the bands, a lot of the promoters, Live Nation, which is the biggest promoter, I think, in the country, they're, they're driving the, these things, and I think Summerfest is trying to be proactive. I, and I was, you know, I, I understand people feel different ways about about vaccinations, I, I'm 
I'm doing, you know, my my delayed listener trip to um, our, our cruise to France and to Normandy, and and there's just requirements. If you're if you're flying on Air France, you have to have the vaccination card. If you're getting onto the ship, you have to have the vaccination card. It's just kind of the rules that are there, and I think people are going to have to, you know, figure it out. If you're vaccinated, it's not a big deal at all. If you're not, well, then you've got to go get the the test 72 hours beforehand. Back with more in just a minute. First, though, the Wisconsin State Fair is here, and WTMJ is your best chance to win tickets. Throughout the run of the fair, we'll be giving away State Fair tickets and Gruber swag. It's the Gruber Law Office's State Fair giveaways on Wisconsin's radio station. Let's give a Gruber Law Office swag bag and a pair of tickets to caller number 12, 855-616-1620. Caller number 12 is our winner for today. You're listening to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Okay, we've got our winner of the Grouper Law Office's swag bag. Keep listening. Another giveaway tomorrow. Wisconsin's radio station is broadcasting live every day from the Wisconsin State Fair. When our WTMJ team isn't hard at work in our studio, they're grabbing a bite to eat at Major Goolsby's Heartland, located right next to the Cream Puff Pavilion or at Major Goolsby's downtown, dangerously close to the Deer District. WTMJ and Major Goolsby's come see us at the fair. Now, I was going to talk a minute about about this story a little bit yesterday, and we, we just didn't get around to it. But it was one of those stories when it first broke. It just did not smell right. And, and, of course, everybody jumps on it and comes to the wrong conclusion. Colorado Rockies on Sunday, if you haven't heard the story, are playing the Miami Marlins. There's a player for Miami who's up, and you can listen to the, the TV broadcast, and there's somebody, as you occasionally hear, there's some leather lung guy. You can kind of hear him in the back of, of the broadcast. So it, it's if you listen to it, it's very difficult to tell exactly what the person's saying. But some people on TV hear this, and they assume that the... The leather lung guy is yelling out a, a racial slur. And that starts the entire media landslide. I'm looking at over a dozen pieces. The New York Times, the Washington Post, ESPN. You've got USA Today, including columnists calling for the guy to be uh, arrested, charged, and put in prison for yelling these these slurs, et cetera, et cetera. So, and it's just this drumbeat. Nobody stops to ask, though, what really happened? And the Colorado Rockies, they say, okay, well, we're going to denounce this, but we're going to do an investigation. Well, as, as it turns out, they've got this whole thing on film. And you, you look at what happened, and there's a guy in the stands who's yelling. He's not even looking at the field. That's the first tip-off that, that should have you know, created an issue. The second tip-off is you would think that in a major league baseball stadium, if you had somebody standing and repeatedly screaming um, a very, very vile word at a player, that there would be some reaction from people in the stands. And nobody's reacting to that. So that tells you what's unusual. But what it turns out happens is, you know, like Bango is the mascot for, for the Bucks. Well, for the Colorado Rockies, the mascot is named Dinger. And this guy is yelling Dinger 
Dinger, Dinger, trying to get his attention because he wants the mascot to come over and, and take a, a picture with him. So he's screaming Dinger. Some people on the Internet or whatever hear some other word, and then everybody has this complete and total rush to judgment, no critical analysis at all. I guess my, the only takeaway from this is how many times does this have to happen? There's real racism in this world. There's no doubt about it. But jumping on these stories without... Not even, you know, 50% of the facts. Jumping on the story, somebody heard what they thought they heard, not waiting for the investigation, does a huge disservice to everybody. And candidly, all those columnists, all those reporters who jumped on this and thought this is this example of rampant racism, they should be embarrassed that they got guppied into a story like this. Hey, Dinger, come here. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Okay, the, the, the big political news of the day is that uh, the man who would be king, Andrew Cuomo, the guy who set himself up as sort of the anti-Trump when, when the COVID-19 situation was breaking, um, Andrew Cuomo, and I don't think this surprises many people necessarily, turns out to be pretty much of a slime bag um, when it comes to his employees. You, you have 11 separate women, including a state trooper, who came forward and made claims that the New York Attorney General finds to be valid about... I don't know, inappropriate contact with regard to him. And it's all a little bit different, but you get an overall pattern of what the way Mar- uh, Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo ran the office and the way he treated a number of his female employees. Um, at, at one point in time, Cuomo vowed that he wasn't going to go anywhere, he was going to fight this, but it, as the... It was really one of these deaths of a thousand cuts. More and more of his supporters just found that they couldn't back him, and and he was losing support. It was very clear that if there were impeachment proceedings that were launched by the legislature, he would, in fact, be impeached. So Cuomo came out today, and while still continuing to deny that he did anything wrong, he also then said, well, I am, am in fact, going to resign uh, effective 14 days from now. I think it's the right decision. Some people are saying you can't be against Cuomo and still support Trump. I don't buy that. We will discuss that in more detail tomorrow. Uh, Early Brewers game because they were rained out yesterday, so you've got doubleheader coverage on WTMJ. I'm back 12 noon tomorrow from the Wisconsin State Fair when we do it all again. Go Brewers. Have a great Tuesday. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ.